Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 341, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. As you all know by now, between my newsletter and this podcast, my goal continues to be to provide you all with the tools and support to unlock your internal motivation, to achieve your goals, and ultimate happiness. That's why I'm excited to announce that I am now offering free digital assets from my UHub, a framework that will allow you to unlock your full potential and greatness by providing you with the clarity you deserve in order to see your self-worth. This hub consists of 12 critical spokes that we need to identify about ourselves because identifying these will provide you with clarity to unlock your full potential and greatness. Two, the growth mindset worksheet, which challenges you to find patterns of thinking that invoke a fixed mindset and guide you to shift to a growth mindset. Download these free printable exercises on my website by clicking the link in the show notes. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. If you're like most of us, chances are you have developed some bad habits over the years without even realizing it. We live hectic lives and often don't take the time to think about how our daily activities can affect our mental health in negative ways. The truth is that while some bad habits are obvious, others can be surprisingly subtle. So, what are these bad habits and how can we break them? Number one, false kindness. 
Today, our society walks on eggshells. Most are overly cautious about avoiding any form of discomfort or criticism. In today's society, this tendency has become quite common. It's reflected in actions like giving participation trophies even when they aren't earned or avoiding difficult conversations to prevent hurt feelings. And this false kindness can have unattended consequences. When people are shielded from honest feedback and are constantly told they're doing well, they miss out on valuable opportunities to improve and grow. It's like everyone is pretending everything is perfect, even when it's not. I call this the farting circle scenario. This is where we're all standing around smelling each other's farts. Now, bear with me. This is my metaphorical way of saying that people are too comfortable with their own perspectives and aren't willing to address the uncomfortable truths or challenges that might be present. And this can lead to a lack of genuine progress and growth both individually and collectively as a society. Now, a great example of this beyond the individual level is in the business world. Particularly with startups, the concept of false kindness becomes even more significant. When a company becomes isolated from the market and its potential customers, it can easily lose touch with reality. And without seeking critical feedback from the people who truly matter, the company might be building something that doesn't align with the actual needs and preferences of its target audience. So how do we stop smelling each other's farts? Well, to counter this phenomenon, Create an inner circle of people who are willing to provide honest feedback. These individuals won't sugarcoat things or hold back when they see room for improvement. They'll give us the kind of feedback that might be uncomfortable to hear, but is necessary for growth. This inner circle acts as a reality check, helping us stay grounded and ensuring that we're aware of our blind spots. I mean... That's why they're called blind spots. Our view is obstructed. Our inner circle helps us plow through these obstructions. True progress and success comes from confronting challenges and seeking genuine feedback, even if it's not always comfortable. False kindness might make things seem nice on the surface, but it can hinder personal development, business growth, and the pursuit of authentic success. Number two, learning as procrastination. Learning is obviously a valuable activity. It's a way to acquire new knowledge, skills, and insights that can enhance our understanding of the world and improve our capabilities. However, there's a fine line between productive learning and using learning as an excuse to procrastinate. When learning becomes a form of procrastination, it means that we might be using the pursuit of knowledge as a way to avoid taking action or making progress on important tasks. Instead of actually doing the work or taking steps toward our goals, we find ourselves constantly reading, watching videos, or attending seminars all under the guise of quote-unquote learning. 
While learning is certainly better than doing nothing, it becomes problematic when it takes the place of actually applying what we've learned. Because applied knowledge is where the real power lies. It's in taking what we've learned and putting it into action that we see results. This is when we make progress and create meaningful change in our lives. So, how do we break this pattern of using learning as an excuse to procrastinate? Remember this helpful mantra, learn, earn, return. The process begins with learning, which is a necessary step in acquiring the information and skills we need. However, learning should not stop there. The next step is to apply what we've learned to put it into practice and earn the benefits of that knowledge. And finally, the cycle is completed by returning in some way whether that's returning to additional resources to expand our knowledge in another category or sharing what we've learned, such as teaching others. The trap of learning as procrastination can be subtle because it feels productive. We feel like we're doing something valuable by gathering all of this information. We're like a bunch of damn squirrels stocking up on nuts, but never eating those nuts for additional energy to expand our squirrel home. An easy way to register this hoarding of information is if learning doesn't translate into action and tangible results, you're simply stockpiling information for the sake of stockpiling. So, to avoid falling into the learning procrastination trap, set clear goals and deadlines for applying what you've learned. Consistently assess whether your learning activities are truly helping you move forward or if they've become a way to delay taking action. Balancing learning with action is key to ensuring that we're not just accumulating knowledge, but also using it to achieve our goals and make a positive impact on our lives and the lives of others. Number three, no white space. This is a habit that many people might not even realize they're engaging in, constantly filling every available moment with external input, be it podcasts, music, news, or other forms of media. It's the tendency to never leave any white space or moments of quiet in our lives, effectively drowning out our own thoughts and ideas. In the digital age, we are bombarded with information and entertainment from various sources. For example, it's become common to have earbuds in while commuting, working out, doing chores, or even just walking down the street. Some of you listening right now are like, uh, uh, I'm doing that right now. Now, while these activities can be enriched with podcasts or music, they can also prevent us from having moments of silence, reflection, and personal thought. A couple of years ago, I had the habit of listening to a podcast anytime I had a second to spare. And while on the surface, that seems like a productive and enriching activity within those moments, and indeed it can be at times, it's when this type of behavior reaches a point where it becomes a constant background noise that fills every available moment that it can become counterproductive because we start to drown out our thoughts and ideas and our ideas are valuable. 
They're the seeds of creativity, innovation, and personal growth. But for these ideas to take root and flourish, they need space to breathe and grow. When we're constantly plugged into external content, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to think deeply, reflect, and come up with our own insights. And it's this constant input that leads to a sort of mental clutter where our own thoughts get lost in the noise. The idea of tuning into our ideas means giving ourselves the mental space to think, imagine, and reflect. It's about finding those moments of quiet where we can allow our minds to wander and generate new thoughts. This could be during a walk without earbuds, during a peaceful morning routine, or even just taking a few minutes of deliberate silence during the day. Now, let me be clear. While staying informed and entertained is important, it's equally important to find a balance between external input and internal reflection. Allowing for white space in our lives, those moments of quiet and mental stillness lead to increased clarity, enhanced creativity, and a deeper connection with our own thoughts and ideas. It's a way to ensure that our valuable insights and creativity aren't drowned out by the constant noise of the world around us. According to a survey conducted on 2,000 individuals, 59% of Americans find it extremely difficult to balance work and their personal schedules. In fact, the average participant claimed to be so busy that they only get about 26 minutes of free time a week. That doesn't leave a lot of time to cook a healthy meal. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then get back to crushing your goals and enjoying your free time. This August, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Head to factormeals.com motivated50 and use code motivated50 to get 50% off. That's code motivated50 at factormeals.com motivated50 to get 50% off. Number four, never being alone. Our cultural conditioning and societal norms often make us feel uncomfortable when we're alone. In today's hyper-connected world, there's a constant emphasis on social interactions, group activities, and being in the company of others. And this societal pressure can make the idea of doing things alone seem unusual or even undesirable. However, this habit can have deeper implications beyond just societal perceptions. It can relate to emotional and personal growth, particularly in the context of relationships. If someone is not comfortable being alone, 
whether it's spending time alone at home, going out to eat alone, or engaging in hobbies solo, they might find themselves clinging to toxic or unhealthy relationships out of fear of being by themselves. And this is where the problem arises. Being unable to embrace solitude can lead to a dependence on the presence of others for things like happiness, validation, and emotional well-being. And this dependence can make it difficult to recognize and break free from relationships that are detrimental, whether they are friendships, romantic partnerships, or even professional connections. Now, on the other hand, someone who is truly content and fulfilled when they're alone possess a significant advantage because this individual has learned to enjoy their own company, which signifies a strong sense of self-awareness, self-confidence, and emotional independence. Now, this doesn't mean that we shun all social interactions. Rather, we engage in them from a place of choice rather than necessity. When we're comfortable being alone, we become less likely to tolerate toxic or negative relationships. We recognize that our well-being isn't solely dependent on the company of others. And this empowerment can lead to healthier boundaries, better decision-making, and the ability to walk away from situations that don't align with our values or contribute positively to our lives. Ultimately, what we're talking about is the idea of self-love and self-respect. If we value our own company and are content in solitude, we're less likely to compromise our well-being for the sake of external validation or fear of loneliness. Embracing moments of aloneness can be an opportunity for self-reflection, personal growth, and cultivating a sense of inner strength that can guide us in all areas of our lives, including relationships. A person who's happy alone is powerful. Number five, trying to be good at everything. In a society that places a premium on being knowledgeable and competent in various areas, it's easy to fall into the trap of believing that we should strive to excel in everything we do. However, this mindset can be counterproductive and hinder our growth in meaningful ways. One aspect of this bad habit is the reluctance to admit when we lack knowledge or expertise in a particular subject. Normalizing the response, I don't know anything about that, is actually a sign of wisdom and self-awareness because it shows that we have the humility to acknowledge our limitations and the curiosity to learn from others. Being confident enough to admit our lack of knowledge is a mark of authenticity and an openness to learning. Most successful people are walking flaws, and this is something we should all remind ourselves of. Even those at the top of their fields have their own areas of weakness and areas where they lack expertise. No individual is an all-encompassing expert in every domain, and this realization is liberating because it relieves the pressure to excel in every single aspect of life. Focusing on trying to be an expert in everything can actually hinder the development of true mastery. See, 
Mastery is not about being a jack of all trades. It's about dedicating focused, deliberate practice to a specific skill, domain, or field. The pursuit of mastery requires deep immersion, consistent effort, and a willingness to embrace failure and setbacks along the way. When we scatter our energy and attention across a wide range of pursuits, we dilute our potential for excellence. Instead of achieving true mastery in any one area, we end up with a shallow understanding of many things. And the most successful individuals understand the power of specialization. They recognize that to make a lasting impact and achieve extraordinary results, they must focus their energy on a specific area that aligns with their strengths and passions. Trying to be good at everything undermines the principles of mastery, growth, and self-awareness. It prevents us from reaching our fullest potential in areas that truly matter to us. By acknowledging our limitations, focusing our efforts, and embracing the idea that expertise comes from depth rather than breadth, we can shift our mindset and habits toward a more productive and fulfilling path of personal and professional development. This week's shout out is by BB Fines, who sent me a DM on Instagram. Your show has helped me to become a better manager in my full-time position. I've seen attitudes change by actions taken under your direction. My housekeepers are happy to be at work each day, and the environment is so much brighter. The advice you give has helped me communicate better with others professionally and personally. I've also found your podcast to be helpful in building my online business in addition to work and parenting. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you for bringing on some of the most interesting guests. You are appreciated. Best wishes to you and your cute little family. Uh, you guys are amazing. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five habits you didn't know were bad until now. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.